All right, so we have some massive new information coming out that Russia and China and perhaps others, I believe it was- uh, Iran, Venezuela, Cuba. No, no, there's another one in, uh, in Eastern Europe. But anyway, that they have uh, infiltrated the electioneering system such that they were able to easily manipulate, particularly from China, uh, votes to happen as they wanted them to happen. And of course, they wanted Biden. Why, why wouldn't they want Biden? He's, he's really in their pocket. He's done a lot of uh, dealings with them. And the promise of great uh, flow and tide coming from the Biden, a Biden administration is uh, too tempting to pass up. Not only that, but, you know, this is interesting to me, how people, when you say to them, you know, we think that China was playing a game here and they were infiltrating it, they, they, talk, they look at you as if you're being so absurd, you're so conspiratorial. Like, wh why, why would that surprise you that a foreign government would be interested in manipulating the election of an adversary country? You if mean, they could, they would, right? Mean, I mean, would we agree on that, Ari? You mean manipulating the election of an adversary country about nine or ten months after they ostensibly shipped a biological weapon to that same country? I, I don't know what you're talking about, Brock. Right. But, but, I mean, but, how ridiculous <laughs> that a notion that would be. I mean, right? But I mean, without even accepting as fact what you just said that right. they, that they they poured out. I'm sorry, they they released the virus on purpose and so on like that. Forget about that for a second. I, and and I want to make an analogy to that. But nevertheless, here's an adversary that truly wants to undermine America. We know that for a fact. And somehow, you know, look, no counties, it, it's fair as fair. We want to, you know, let, we will not interfere with the American election because, you know, we here in China value democracy so much, right? Right. So, of course, they're going to do that. It, it, if they have an opportunity to infiltrate, they will take it. This, this is the country that has no problem uh, forcing abortions upon people. Uh, because, upon women because uh, they have this one-child policy. You know, the policy is no longer in effect, but when it was in effect, that's exactly what they did. This is a country that, that um, uh, puts people in concentration camps who, who are Muslim. I think over a million people, and, and it's probably much higher than that. Yeah, this country's entire economy is based on essentially slave labor camps of its own people who are manufacturing any number of widgets that wind up in a, any number of American products. Right. This country that, that has you know, no problem uh, stealing patents and other intellectual property. Um, I mean, no compunction whatsoever. And, and you think that somehow they're going to respect our election process and say, look, you know, fair is fair. Let's, uh, we just have to, let's, let's let the chips fall where they may. And, and if they don't have, if they have an opportunity to manipulate it, you think they won't take it? Yeah, this bastion of morality known as communist China. Yes, of course. They, they have no sense of God. They have no sense of morality whatsoever. So of course they're going to do it. Of course they are. Now, this, this leads to my larger point. What we saw and, and what we now know about what happened on November 3rd, and of course planning before November 3rd, and thereafter for that matter, was such an attack upon our system. There's no, there's no getting around it. You can't play the game to say that China was not involved, Russia was not involved. They took the opportunity. We gave them the opportunity, but that's another story. There's no doubt about it. And this is worse than four or five Pearl Harbor attacks. Okay, it's, it's far worse. Now, you may say, what are you talking about? Nobody died. Okay, that's fair enough. 
But that, that's not the point. You know, the, the Japanese would have been delighted to have done a um, sinister, under-the-radar attack on America if it could undermine its total infrastructure. For example, if they, if they could somehow do what's called uh, EMP uh, back then and uh, stop all of our telecommunication system, all of our electrical grid and everything else, you think the Japanese wouldn't have done that? Especially, and this is your point, especially if they pulled it off in such a way that no one in America with any legitimate voices within mainstream media would have known to blame them for it. Yeah. What is better than an attack on an adversary where the adversary then doesn't fight back? Right, and they don't even know who the, who the enemy who did it in the first place was, right? right. So that's what happened. And this was, I, I would say very easily, the worst <clears throat> attack on America since Pearl Harbor and probably five times as much. And yet because you don't see the bombs, you don't see the, the, the people screaming, you don't see the battleships being sunk and all the, the crazy stuff associated with that and the declarations of war and everything else. No, that was in plain sight, Pearl Harbor. And that, of course, started the biggest war in world history. This one, it's not in plain sight. It's not. But it's exactly the same thing. And what, what I'm... I, I almost don't blame the Chinese for doing what they're doing because that's what enemies do. You expect this no, out of a nefarious, evil, right. immoral country like we China. Have, if we could have done this to our enemy and we were in charge in a position to pull it off, I would, of course, done it. I would have given them the go order. Hey, we can undermine North Korea or, or Iran's theocracy mm -hmm. or communist China with a brilliant attack and leave them so confused culturally that they wouldn't know to right. counterattack us? Of course. It's exactly what, we, and in fact, America does it, Israel does it, uh, but we're doing it with the idea of protecting liberty and, and preserving liberty, um, and they're doing it with the idea of undermining liberty. Okay, so that's, that's the difference. Now, what's, what's interesting to me is not so much that they're doing it. I expect them to do it, right? This is what, with all the technology and everything else, you use the resources. If you're a nation and you want to advance your nation's interests, you do, sorry, you, you exploit the technology and other resources available to you that are available at the time, right? right? And if that means emails, if that means uh, you know, infiltrating the internet uh, one way or the other, because that's available to everyone, if that means uh, hacking into various computers, that's what you do. Right. Okay, so means, no surprise. If that means owning the American luminaries of popular culture, like NBA players, so they spout Chinese propaganda when asked about Hong Kong or Taiwan, you do it. Right. I mean, so, so, they're, so they're doing it. So they're yeah. doing it. The, the, the thing that's more interesting to me and the thing I want to analyze today is how so many on the left, almost everyone on the left, refuses to see this, this massive attack. It's literally as though... <clears throat> there have been five Pearl Harbors, okay, one in this case, one in, let's say, uh, Honolulu, of course, one in San Francisco, one in Chicago, one in Los Angeles, one in New York, one in Miami, and uh, they said nothing happened. Nothing happened. It's totally understandable. It's, uh, you can relate it instead to some sort of uh, localized hurricane that happened on the, on the same day um, of the same year at the same time, okay? Yeah, it, it, it all happened, but, you know, there's a logical explanation. And you're crazy for claiming that there was some sort of nefarious uh, happenings that, that undermined uh, this, uh, the, the election system. But that's exactly what happened. They, they refused to see it.
They don't want to see it because, first of all, their guy has won. But it never dawns upon them, Ari, that who else wanted Joe Biden to win? Uh, among all of our adversaries, all of the, all the countries in the world that wanted Joe Biden to win, who were they? They were China. They were Iran. They were Hezbollah. They were um, uh, ISIS, to the extent ISIS still exists yeah, anymore. Russia. Russia, uh, China. Venezuela, right. Cuba. All the, the whole list. Right. Anyone that doesn't like us, that we know doesn't like us, is happy to have to deal with the guy who's going to give them everything. Right. Why wouldn't they? And the countries that want Trump to win, uh, I, I say, is England, uh, for one, um, and, of course, Israel. Okay, those, those are good guy countries that we can count on and uh, are fairly strong. And I think deep down in their hearts, you know, even, even uh, other European nations like Germany uh, and even France kind of secretly want wanted Trump to win. Yeah, and, and I think it's important to make the distinction that the people in all of these countries, that are whether they're from the good ally countries or they're from the enemy countries but living under oppression, we're all fans of Trump. The Chinese people love Trump, let alone the Chinese people of Hong Kong and Taiwan. Right. You know, the Israeli people, the, the Saudi people, the Arabians love Trump, even if, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure the Iranian people who are living under the theological oppression love Trump. Right, you know? exactly right. So, so you got it. The point is that they're refusing to see it because to them, this is all invisible, right? I mean, what would happen, Ari, if you were to walk on the street and you see a bunch of dead people on the street? Just, just you, you would assume something is up, okay? Something happened and everyone on Wilshire Boulevard, because we were near Wilshire Boulevard right now, uh, that is on the street, and the cars are stopped as well with dead drivers. And anyone who is walking is dead on the, on the ground, on the sidewalks. You'd say to yourself, hmm, one of two things, maybe a couple more have happened. One, there's been a massive radioactive attack, uh, which has stultified these people and killed them that did not affect us in the buildings. Or two, there's some sort of massive uh, virus that was um, suddenly killed everyone. You know, you would, you would have an explanation. One way or the other, you would have to say something's odd about this, okay? But you could say, well, you know, I, don't, I, I didn't see anybody doing a thing. This could be a perfectly natural explanation for all this stuff. Uh, maybe they all had heart attacks at the same time. How about that? Maybe Gavin Newsom should have worn a mask at the French Laundry. Something, right? <laughs> Something. But, 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 you could, but it would be silly to say that they all had heart attacks at the same time. Yeah. Right? It's possible. Highly improbable, but possible. It's not 0%. But that's the way it is when people are dealing with this election. They, they say that, oh, it's, it's because people really wanted uh, Joe Biden. And everything worked out just swimmingly well, uh, perfectly for Joe Biden. And so anyway, the point is they don't want to see it because it didn't, it, 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 the result was favorable to the man that they wanted to get into the White House. So everything makes sense. It's like all your enemies have suddenly died of a heart attack. Um, at the same time. That's what you convince yourself. But more likely, something else has happened. Okay, somebody uh, like your dad, uh, who you know, wanted to protect you, decided to kill all of your enemies at the same time. Okay, that's, that's much more likely the explanation, by poison or otherwise. Now, it's interesting, isn't it, Ari, that by contrast, there's another invisible uh, specter that's haunting our country. 
and for that matter, the world in the year 2020. It's called the COVID virus, right? The China virus. And that's invisible. And yet they want us to believe in the China virus and that we should all act, you know, uh, so um, yeah, so frightened and modify our behavior, yeah. completely destroy our businesses for the sake of this invisible uh, menace. And that they recognize. Yeah. Why? So they're willing to recognize the the invisible virus. Why? Because it suits their purposes to do so. Right. And interestingly enough, the, you, you, they narrow the scope, of course, because they want you to see only this part of the invisible virus and the, only these pr- solutions for the invisible virus. Not hydroxychloroquine, not don't wear masks, not keep going to work, but just this one, this one, this one. And not only that, you, 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 Ari, you, you've also got the fact that when, when it suited their purposes back in the beginning of the, the China virus, uh, in January and even February, uh, when it was politically expedient, they, the Democrats, that is, chimed in to say that this was all nonsense, that this is all being drudged up by Trump, and that this racism. is all... Racism. And it was racism, of yeah. course. So... So then it, I, I, it, it just, it's all about suiting their purposes. They're willing to believe anything that's invisible uh, so long as it suits their purposes. You see, so global warming is a good example of that, right? right? The Russia hoax, the impeachment hoax. I mean, yeah. they, they do this all the time. And, and what, as we as conservatives, I think the biggest sort of thesis statement that we're looking for here is, and how do those who are non-conservatives not see this? Yeah, this this ping ponging, this lurch from crisis, invisible crisis to fake invisible crisis, back and forth and back and forth, and you don't see that all of these are fake. Yeah, that they bring attention only to the fake stuff, and then your great point, which is this this whether you call it Nagasaki, nine eleven, digital Pearl Harbor, wherever, they're all apt analogies. A real one happens. We show actual evidence, and then they keep going, la, 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 show me the evidence, show me the evidence, show me the evidence with their eyes covered. Yeah, it's so true, and it's despicable because, you know, they, 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 ask, they ask, show me the evidence, um, and we do show them the evidence. We, I mean, it's a litany of, that goes... Yeah, the video out of Georgia. That, uh, the video out of Georgia, which they have some sort of excuse for. But there are about 40 other things that we could easily uh, come up with, <clears throat> both uh, you know, from a statewide point of view and then overall from a statistical point of view um, and then from a historical point of view. Nothing of, of this makes sense. And you really should raise at least one eyebrow. And in Ari's case, because he has three eyebrows, you would raise all three eyebrows, right? I mean, right? I mean, isn't that fair? So... Yeah, but but they, they don't want to. There's no. Right. There's no one who has that intellectual curiosity, or desire, to go beyond and say, "Look, I want. I wanted my man Biden to win. I don't like Trump, but it is a little weird what happened, guys. You know, said no Democrat, at all. Yeah. Okay, ever. I mean, in in this, at least from a. Um, uh, public figure point of view, I have not heard a single person from MSNBC, CNN, New York Times, or otherwise raising a question saying, look, I'm a Democrat through and through. I wanted Joe Biden want, uh, to win, but I, I, got, I got myself some serious questions here, buddy. Um, we really ought to ask these questions, and I want some resolution here because, sadly, I think those crazy Republicans might be right on this. Maybe the country actually voted for Donald Trump as much as I despise him. Don't get me wrong. Orange man bad and all that stuff. But the questions 
are too many out there and I need answers. Nobody's saying that. And it only goes to show, Ari, that they, they, it's, not, it's not even that they, they lack intellectual curiosity. It's more that they are willing to go along with whatever program uh, advances their cause. And it, it, it's the old expression, by hook or by crook, um, they are opting for the by crook option. Right. They're people so obsessed with power, only for power's sake, damn right and wrong. And when you know more about communism, socialism, Marxism, you know, that whole melange of wrongest leftist tripes, you start realizing, oh, it is only about power. And, and that's so disturbing because right and wrong never even crossed so many of their minds. Yeah. It's only winning. And look, I take that attitude towards football, golf, things like that, right? But football and golf, poker, chess have no bearing on real life. This is real lives. This is lives. This is the future of civilizations. This is the real stuff where you're supposed to, in, in our country, have a sense of right and wrong when determining these things and not just, hey, who can be in control of budgets and programs? Yeah. It's uh, the, the maddening part of this before we get into our next topic, which is going to be about the bill, that the coronavirus bill, which is in and of itself quite maddening. Uh, the maddening part of, of what we're talking about is that, you know, as I said in my Sunday show a couple of uh, Sundays ago, we're all Cassandras, meaning that, you know, from the Greek uh, mythological tale, we're, we're cursed with the knowledge of what is going to happen in our country, in this case, and not be able to reveal it, and, 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 and no one will believe us. Okay, so that's, that's what I feel like. I feel like Cassandra, and, and that's an important aspect of it. We... You know, we, we, we all have friends who are leftists and liberals. Don't speak and, for yourself. Okay, I do. <laughs> anyway, the point is, and, and they don't realize the cliff they're about to go over with this you know, man that they think is going to be their saving grace. They don't realize that they're, they're just calling for their own enslavement and for their own destruction, not just economically, uh, but from, from the freedom point of view. Uh, and and my, a lot of my liberal friends... You know, when it comes to the COVID thing, they say, you know what, I got to say this, this is really kind of crazy, the, the hypocrisy going on back and forth. I don't understand the rhyme or reason, uh, for example, about the, um, um, the curfew between 10 and 5. How is that going to help the COVID uh, crisis? We understand uh, why they did that for purposes of uh, tamping down, uh, tempering down the, um, the riots during the summer. Okay. There, there's, there's some logic there, but the COVID situation, why, why would you do that? And so we have a lot of that going on. Anyway, what I'm trying to say, Ari, is that you, they don't see it. They don't see how they're hurting their own lives. It's not, it's not even that, I mean, and here's double fold, because on the one hand, having Biden as president, the destruction that he will cause to the country if he were to become president, uh, is, is um, incalculable. And then in addition to the fact that they don't care about how he was able to be installed as president, assuming, God forbid, that he becomes president. Um, yeah, that, 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 those two things that they don't realize, that don't you understand that that will be the undoing of our democracy if you allow this to happen in the first place? So good for you. You got your man in, but not legitimately, but who cares? You, you turn a blind eye to it, uh, but what do you think is going to happen in the future? Does, aren't you sending the exact wrong signal? So we feel for these people that they don't even realize how they're hurting themselves. It's like 
uh, it's like like children, right? We we both have young children. Right, so running into the street, chasing a ball on Wilshire Boulevard right, right. now with cars going by at fifty miles an hour. Yeah. Hey, stop! Right, and these are the people who scream about norms. Right, right. They, uh, norms are being violated. Norms are being violated. Oh, Joe got in. Okay, we can heal now. Yeah, but what about the norms that were violated by putting him in? You think there's ever going to be a free and fair election? Now that we know this nonsense, yeah. One, By the way, one and, man, and the nonsense works too. One man fraction of vote that doesn't bother you. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. hello. So, um, I want to get into uh, another topic now, and that is about this bill, this new coronavirus bill that has not been signed into law by Tr- President Trump. I don't think he's going to sign it, but it's almost a trillion dollars of benefits uh, through what they call what they call the, the coronavirus bill of the stimulus bill that ostensibly will give $600 to every person and presumably $1,200 for a couple. Um, and uh, it's a little bit obscene because it's, it's something like 5,000 pages. Okay? And when you look at it, the tagalongs that go with it include uh, money to Pakistan... For gender for, studies. For gender, $10 million for gender studies in Pakistan. Now, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this, but it's, it's as if, you know, you, you put in, you know, remember Mad Libs, right? Of course. Okay, that, it feels like Mad Libs. Yeah. Okay, so choose a country, okay, and some guy says, uh, raises his hand and says, Pakistan. Okay, I like that, Pakistan. Okay, now choose a... Um, bizarre cause, you know, cause like you know, cancel culture causes. Dinner says, "Oh, I like it," and you don't know how they're going to get together, <laughs> and then, right? And then the bill comes out. Okay, ten million dollars for gender studies in Pakistan because th- I think that's they might as well have come up with that. You would not have been able to make this crap up. Right. Name a name a country, Sri Lanka. Okay, <laughs> name a mode of transportation. Uh, uh, <laughs> offshore patrol boat. Bingo! Fifteen right. million to the boat that we're gonna upgrade for Sri Lanka. Right. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, which is really in there, people? Oh, I know, like, I know. Really. So, so there's another one where, again, a Mad Lib situation where, like, uh, you know, invent a, 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 a an activity. Okay. So here it is: counting fish. Right. And so, and it's I forget what country it was. I, I think it was Brazil or something. And another country, Brazil. Okay. Uh, so they give like I don't know two hundred million for a study to count fish in Brazil. Okay, there's certain kind of fish. It's it's that obscene. It's so random. And you you of course it's you go beyond scratching your head. You wonder what the frig are you doing? And and P.S. What does this have to do with coronavirus? Right. So uh, they also give five hundred million to uh, Israel in the in the in the whole pot. So, you know, this is obviously a setup, right? Because Trump will say, I ain't signing that bill, right? right? And then they'll say... How, well, oh, qu- oh, wait, wait, wait. Question, how can you get the Jews to hate Donald Trump? <laughs> no, that, that's a well-thought-out plan, right, in this case. So, so they'll say, oh, my gosh, you know, Trump refused to give money to Israel. He's obviously an Israel hater. Yeah. You see so much for your pro-Israel Trump. Uh, that, that's, that, that was the plan. Of course, it's obscene. So it does not belong there. Um, It belongs as a separate bill, if anything. Yeah, I did a little calculation real fast because this bill ostensibly is to give Americans harmed by shutdowns money 
to survive shutdowns, right? So the, the sum currently is $600 per person. So I ran a quick, uh, I have this thing called a calculator. So the bill is for currently 900 billion, which is almost a trillion. But I did a little calculation, $600 times 320 million, and that only comes out to 1.92, um, or 192 billion, not 900 billion. Right, so something, so, yeah, so this there's is a, a massive, There's about 800 billion in overhead, <laughs> right, that well, doesn't I, go to the people of need. Don't you understand there's processing fees and costs of associated course. with delivering all this, uh, these $600 checks? <laughs> Anyway, the point is that it's all absurd, right? I mean, you, you can't possibly tell us that this is a COVID relief bill. At, at, at some point, even your Democrat cronies are going to say this is, this is madness. So, look, we know how the game is played. We know that you tag along a lot of different other pork projects. Uh, but this is a little too much in your face, okay? Just like the election was, too much in our face. It, it's one thing to cheat a little bit. We expect that. Right. Uh, but you were so brazen about it on November 3rd. The analogy I gave, by the way, on my Sunday show last uh, week was that it's it's, you know, Walmart, Walgreens, uh, all the big uh, box stores and such. They expect shoplifting. They factor it in to their budget. They understand that uh, X percent, usually it's, hopefully it's a small amount. 1%, 2% of the inventory will be shoplifted, and that goes into the pricing and to the marketing and everything else into the budgeting. They can't assume that there's no shoplifting going on. And then, of course, there's, you have to factor in uh, the slip and fall claims, uh, labor union issues, um, employment um, discrimination yeah, issues. Yeah, products, returns, things. Yeah. All around the, the That's the, yeah. the process of doing business. But yes. what happens when overnight a bunch of people just come in with a bunch of trucks and they just load up everything in your store. It's not just even looting. They just, I mean, it is looting, but they, they just, in a very organized fashion, go in and haul out everything, not just in your store, but they do it every day. And you say, okay, all right, listen, we have to take action at this point. We are going to prosecute. We're going to, we, we just can't function as a business anymore. And that's what happened on November 3rd. It was too brazen. We, we know that election fraud happens. We know, you know, it, you know it, I'm sure that's much more than one or two people. When you're talking about a country of 330 million people, that's going to be more than one or two cases, okay? Whether or not it's enough to affect the election in any particular state, okay, we can argue about that. But I'd say easily, you know, in my mind's eye, 5,000 votes go the, wrong, you know, the, the inappropriate way in any given state. Okay, I think that's too much, but there it is. But, we, but when they don't get the result they want, even with the fix being in in the Dominion software. Even then, then they, they so brazenly close down the, all the uh, states uh, you know, on the pretext that there is a water pipe break in Georgia. In one of them. In one it's of them. a state with one water main right. break that right. didn't happen that causes shutdowns. Other right. What? Yeah, so that's the brazen stuff, and we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, and then all the other things we talked about, suddenly ballots up here in suitcases in Georgia. At the same uh, time as windows get blocked. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just so brazen. You can't, I mean, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining, as I said. Uh, and by the way, the, the, um, the, the pipe break ended up being just as I had thought a long time ago. 
shortly after November 3rd, in fact, I said that was a dog whistle. That was Order 66 from, with a reference to the Star Wars uh, Episode 3 where that's exactly what the emperor had done. He said uh, Order 66 and that was the order cast far and wide to all the galaxy to now turn on the, uh, on the Republic and, and uh, fight for, instead, Palpatine, the Emperor, and the new Emperor um, Empire. And, and that is what happened. That, that, that pipe break comment was an order to all the other states, shut down your counting, get, get rid of everyone else, and we'll count in secret. Yes. That's what happened. We now know that. Algorithm. We're going to bring in the, the, the fakes... You know, you all know this. All, all of our listeners know this because they've heard us talk about it several times. But it was clear it was all fake, all a setup. I'm still wondering how a pipe break in Georgia affect tabulation in Wisconsin. Right. I mean, that's all. That's all big leak. That's you a big. Know? Well, it's, it's all. It's all an infrastructure, Ari. Don't you right. see? We're all interconnected. You see. Right. It's, it's <laughs> another Star Wars reference again. This one yes. from the original Star Wars. Uh, big negative, negative. Don't send anyone up here. Big leak. Big reactor leak. It's a big mess around here. Right. How right. are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's you know I've I've heard of intersectionality, Ari, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Uh, look. Big things are going to be happening. And, and so anyway, to, fun, to wrap up on the coronavirus bill, obviously it's a big charade. And, and, and I think they're so overreaching that even sensible Democrats, to the extent that there still is such a thing, um, are, are really scratching their heads and saying this. I don't see how that's related to, to the China virus. Okay, that's, And if they want to call it COVID, fine. The point is that they can't understand this either. It does not make sense. And it's too brazen. It's so in your face. Like, really, gender studies in Pakistan? You're going you're gonna to present this as a bill to, to uh, the president to sign off on? Anyway, so President Trump is correctly laughing about this bill, and he made a big speech about it and pointed out the gender studies issue in Pakistan and said, I'm not going to sign this. You, you guys got to go back to the drawing board, and I want at least $2,000 to every man, woman, and child in the country to help out with this uh, coronavirus. Yeah, because that's what this bill is supposed to be about. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Okay, Can so I make one real a quick strategic point, though? Because I'm curious what you think of this. Yeah. You know how we've been, we are, at the Brockler Show, we have a trust-like approach to things. So we look at what the opponent is doing to determine what they're saying, right? So I've been asking myself, hmm, if Biden is coming to town, why are they doing a pork stuffing now? Right? Because even if the Democrats don't take the Senate with the Joe Biden administration, and no, listeners, I'm not going wobbly on the Trump winning. I'm saying if. Right. Right? right. Um, there's always. In the alternative universe. Yeah. Right, right. In the alternative universe. There's always a, a, a margin of Romney in the Senate where you're going to be able to get Republicans to come over and agree to a pork laden project bill that helps them in their little district with some handouts. So, what's the rush? Why are you doing this bill during the Trump administration for a big pork giveaway and not just waiting three weeks, right? Well, answer, it goes actually to our main thesis the last few shows until since November, which is they damn well know Trump's going to stay in office. They know that the transition on January 20th is going to be from the Trump administration to the Trump administration. They're just trying to get this 
pork through Trump now while they can before Trump takes office with the massive mandate he actually won and doesn't do any of the spending ever again. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I, th I think that they are trying to cover their tracks as much as possible. There must be inside baseball even among the Democrats. Uh, although, uh, as I understand it, um, although it wasn't formally announced, Kamala Harris uh, they've talked about a replacement for her. They've already chosen somebody well, to replace her. they chose the replacement, but she has still not relinquished her seat. Ah, okay. So That's what I was going to ask you. Still not relinquished. Okay. Meaning someone in that team knows she better hold on to it just in case. Right. And she can proclaim uh, that stolen, this election was stolen from us. Isn't this horrible bad man, orange, et cetera? Right. I will use my seat, the Senate, to be the vice president I always want to be. I identify like right. a butterfly as vice president. <laughs> she, can, she can go full Stacey Abrams is yeah. what you're saying. Okay. Look. Uh, that's it with the reference to uh, her claim that she her, her election was stolen. You know, 50,000 votes she lost by in Georgia alone. Not, it's not nationwide, just Georgia. Yeah, that's that's a landslide against you, Stacey. Okay? Yeah, but after seeing Brian Kemp's performance, it seems like Stacey Abrams did get elected for the most part. I don't see a difference at this point. <laughs> okay. Right? No, she lost with, the, with that Democrat machine. No, based on his... Jo the the job Kemp has done in helping to rig the election in favor of China against Trump, you right. know, I mean... I want to move on to a, a final topic, which is... Um, and I really want to more explore this with you, Ari. So January 6th, not January 5th. We know January 5th is the Georgia runoff, and God willing, we'll, our, our, our guys will win. Um, our team will win, because it's one woman and one man. Um... On January 6th, um, Trump has called for a massive rally in D.C. for January 6th, inviting all, all of us, all of us, all the, all the true patriots out there to come out to, to uh, D.C. And by the way, I'm very keyed up and interested in going myself. I think it's a great idea. If not now, when, right? When will you stand up for America, if not now? And he says... Uh, I invite you to come up. It's going to be wild. Now, what does that mean? It's going to be wild. If he were to say, we uh, want to kind of make our voices heard before Congress, because that's the day that they're going to, you know, count the votes, the electoral, the electoral votes. Official, right. Yeah. So he would say something different, wouldn't he? He would say, uh, come to D.C., let your Congress uh, men know that you insist on the truth being revealed and not counting these electoral votes. Yeah, and going through the process of challenging them, all that stuff. Right. Instead, what he says is, come to D.C., it's going to be wild. Now, the other alternative is, hey, I'm going to encourage some sort of riot. I don't buy that at all. I yeah, he that's didn't not his say style. come to D.C. and bring your rifle. He didn't say right. that. Right. He didn't say come and uh, knock on your congressman's door. He didn't say protest this bill. He didn't say stop this cover-up. You know, he said, come to D.C. It's going to be wild. As if he was inviting everyone for a <clears throat> party. Yeah. Isn't, hmm, yeah, I, I think something is is up in there, and that's. I, I, look, Do you think I, we're gonna have a, or that he knows we're gonna have a, reason to have a party? <laughs> mm? Look, God willing, it'll be a party. Um, but it's going to be wild. Was that phrase was purposely uh, used? I think that he knows something that we don't know. 
Uh, first of all, he I know something we know, but something <laughs> I see. We know generally, yeah. Not know. That's uh, true. Going back to the top about a Pearl Harbor attack that no one knows about. We certainly know about the attack. Right. I think we know what the reason for having a wild party will be. <laughs> well, I will. I'll have a wild party whether it's in D.C. or or with you here in Los Angeles. Right. But let me let me put it this way. Um, it is clear to me, and, and this is I'm not saying anything uh, earth shattering when I say it, that the president has a lot more information in his head about November 3rd and what happened and the evidence that we have and the process going on and the strategy for that matter than you and I do. Okay, I think that you and I are probably much more informed than the average citizen. I think even more so than the average conservative citizen. Yeah, the bear would say we're smarter than the average bear. Yes, yes. Uh, so that's a that's an important point. Something's up, and I think that the Biden team. I don't want to even call them the administration, or for that matter, the transition team. I think or, they, they know something. They know something is up as well. So this is an important thing um, to to understand. Something is up. Um, and I'm getting more and more confidence that our man, Donald J. Trump, is going to be reelected, is going to be inaugurated on January 20th, um, and that we're going to have uh, a, a second term of Donald J. Trump in the White House. Something is up. Um, now, we have two things uh, that are in the pocket for the time being, or at least you know something to look forward to. The Supreme Court is uh, on the docket. You've got the Georgia case. You've got the Pennsylvania case. And I, I don't know about Michigan and Arizona, but I do know that uh, at least Georgia and Pennsylvania are on the docket for the Supreme Court. Whether the Supreme Court takes it up, that's another issue. I don't know. Uh, the way they've been going so far, highly, it's, it's a questionable fact. I'm not saying it's dubious. I'm simply saying that uh, it is a question whether they will actually uh, give cert to consider it, and then, of course, to actually decide in, in Trump's favor. They would have to say, look, the evidence seems to be such that it should never have been dismissed. That's, that's the ultimate um, answer that they had. That, that would be the correct answer for them, that the Georgia Supreme Court, for example, was wrong to dismiss this case, or the lower court, for that matter, was wrong to dismiss this case for lack of evidence. There was plenty of evidence. Uh, and if there's ever time to be able to um, to challenge an election, this is the time. So go back. We call it remanding. Go back to the uh, lower court levels and uh, reevaluate that you are ordered to evaluate the evidence. Okay, but the problem with that is that takes time. And can we, in fact, get a turnaround in this economy, uh, in this election, such that um, uh, Trump would be reelected? I don't know. I don't know. The other option is, of course, some sort of proclamation by executive order and martial law and other things that have been bandied about. What do yeah, you think? I generally just call that a national security remedy. I'm not saying what it is today because, I, you know, in past shows I've speculated. So I use the, the phrases insurrection act, martial law, military intervention. I don't know what form it takes. Um, you know, my friends will say that we know, oh, oh, Ari, what is it? I'm like, I don't know what it'll be. But I, I, one thing in my analysis is that perhaps the Supreme Court is looking at this going, because of the national security issues that we talked about at the top, this this version of Pearl Harbors, perhaps they're saying no mas to the case from the standpoint that it's bigger in scope than that what they can handle from a jurisprudence perspective. Yeah. All right. 
Here's what I think. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know the answer to it. I do know this, and this is where I'm going to leave it. I know, and I've asked every conservative uh, that I've, I've, um, who I know has strong conservative bona fides. The question is this: If Trump has to declare martial law and force elections, special elections in the, the various battleground states where it was clearly manipulated, would you be supportive of that? Every single one, Ari. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh. <laughs> Every single one has said yes, because what other uh, answer is there? If, if you believe that, that the Chinese government, uh, along with um, allies in America, cheated overwhelmingly to install their man, then what choice do you have? You, you, do, you don't say, well, I, I guess the cheating, you know, that's it. They cheated us fairly, fair and square. There's, there's no such phrase, right? It's oxymoronic. You have to undo it. And, and so that's why they, right. they are very confident and very comfortable saying, yes, of course, you, you Democrats created this situation. You cannot complain when we take military action. Yeah, and there's the little problem for the Democrats of Trump's executive order. For whatever that's worth, signed in 2018 and re re upped in before the 2020 election. This election was held under the auspices of a national security emergency. Trump knew this was going to happen. He was on the lookout for it. There are specific remedies and punishments and penalties in that executive order that are pending that we're all going to find out about in the next three or four days. That's exactly I mean, right. Obviously, that's exactly this isn't right. Conspiratorial. This is real. So what we have here is support from the conservative world. 70% of us, more than 70% of us, uh, I'm talking about Republicans now, um, believe that this election was stolen and rigged, okay? And that uh, China was involved and something very nefarious was going on. More than a third of the general population believes that as well. Yeah, and I think so that, 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 that is and a third of Democrats. Yeah. So that's a serious issue. That, that's where polling actually matters. OK, um, we cannot proceed with a Biden presidency and pretend that that's OK. It's just not. So with that said, God bless this country. God uh, support Donald Trump in making the right decision. May God steer his hand in the correct direction which I think means fighting what has to be fought. That is a very fair statement. I think that uh, you would agree with me on, on that as well. I say, and we say, Merry Christmas to all of our uh, Christian uh, listeners. We love you. We together with you will maintain a wonderful and glorious America. We just have to fight for it together. God bless you all. I'm Brock Lurie signing off. And we'll talk with you next week.